ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to For Geek's Sake. My name is Al Sterling. In the studio today with producer Dan. Hey, everybody. I try, you know, it's hard to make variations on things. <laughs> you try to do this. <laughs> it's like 100 and... Uh, 100 and what? 115, sir. 115. Episode 115. Woo. We should be better at this. Right? <laughs> right? Uh, we have a show for you today. Yeah, we do. Um, the, uh, the good news is we have some quality guests. Uh, the bad news is the rest of us are still here. So um, we're here discussing Wonder Woman. So all of the Wonder Woman spoilers, uh, they're coming. Uh huh. Not right now though. So you got hard. time. Uh, but we are so excited to have in the studio today, Forrest. Hey, uh, coming back off of uh, what was the last time you were here? It wasn't it long ago? Was it? Uh, no, I think uh, Dare, was it Dare Iron Dare? Fist? Iron Fist was Iron, Iron Fist. Fist? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, you poor thing! Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah was, well, we 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 brought him back for something nicer this time. Forrest was his his, uh, his happy redemption yeah, episode yeah. this time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Also, uh, pleased to have a Miss Emily Gerald Russell. Russell. Mrs. Russell? and Mrs. Russell. But, yeah. you know, my middle name. Now the entire audience knows my full name. Yeah. So, Good. yes. Hello. Good. Good. Now, Do you have and her, her social security her number? Would you like my number? license plate number? I have that, that handy, too. I don't have that down, but, yeah, if you want to share that, that'd be, I mean, that'd save me a lot of time. How would you say from the studio here we, we would get to your house? <laughs> Are there any dark intersections? Would that you like my you... mother's maiden name? <laughs> the, uh, you were here before, but I wasn't was here. A, no, you weren't. What, you what episode were you here for? Draft. Of um, uh, apocalypse. Yeah. Mm, oh, that's right. Apocalypse that's right. That's right. <laughs> now, this is <laughs> this is not to be confused with Emily uh, uh, Chance, who was here last week, filling in for producer Dan. We have multiple Emilys, right? So don't get confused. There's a whole bevy of Emilys. There's, there's, it's, right. there, I, mean, I haven't done an exact count, but I think bevy is probably a good. Mm-hmm. Is probably a good throng, yeah. if you will. And Dan's. Uh, we got a lot of Emilys and Dan's. We have we have we have at least two or three Dan's. Uh, yeah. Bevy of Emilys and Liz's. Speaking of Liz, Elizabeth's. our wonderful co-host, Liz, is uh, back in the studio again. Hey. again. Am I more than you bargained for yet? Oh. You no, might I, be by the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I got what I paid for. Yeah, um, <laughs> Which was nothing. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, we're going to get started. Before we get into this week in Geek, though, we have some... Uh, w- Dan, dude, Dan, Dan is with it, man. He was off for a week, but he came back with the vengeance here. I got to do what I got to do. I'm gonna. Sh- I, was it? Did you? Did you see what an amazing job that Emily Chance did, and suddenly felt intimidated? Yeah, yeah, I concerned. Did. Yeah, realized you weren't uh, as irreplaceable as you thought you were. She she did a great job filling my seat. She did, and, and I, I agreed with like ninety five percent of the things that she said too. I was like, "This is fantastic, <laughs> fantastic!" It's, it's, it's like, like I gave it her was notes. Dan bot. That's weird. It was cool. It's like uh, yeah, beep we boop, just, uh, beep boop nerd stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we've got uh, we got some we got some breaking news. Some some current geek Orlando based stuff. <laughs> <laughs> do this real quick. Uh, first of all, very like no bullshit. No like no no joking around for just like a quarter of a second here. Uh-oh. Project Lifeboat uh, is an Orlando-based group run by a, a, a young lady named Jill who uh, they're basically – they exist to fight uh, human trafficking. That is what they do. And here in Central Florida, it turns out we are a huge, huge uh, uh, port, if you will, for human trafficking. There's a ton of it that comes through Orlando and then goes out to all places all over the country. Uh, and it's a huge freaking problem because – I mean, I we we that's just not cool. That's not even. I'm not making jokes about that shit. It's just terrible. So, um, the lifeboatproject.org is the name of the website, and um, 
you can find them on Facebook and find them all stuff, but they are in need of tutors. So for GED prep and tutoring. So the thing is that when these when these predominantly women get rescued from this human trafficking thing, um, they try to build the lives. But a lot of times they've been in this life literally since they were very young children, which is incredibly gross. So uh, they'd like to go on and do something with their lives, but they don't have the education. So the, a GED is a first step for them in being able to get where they need to get. And uh, the Lifeboat Project is in need of people to go and tutor. So if you have a couple hours, you know, and if you're not doing anything better than helping women who have just escaped a life of sex trafficking to be able to make a life for themselves, uh, then please, please, please check out the Lifeboat Project. You can find them all over the place, but you can just email jill at thelifeboatproject.org, J-I-L-L at thelifeboatproject.org, all one word. Get over there and go do that because... Holy crap, guys. There's literally nothing better you could be doing with your time than that. Um, so that was the first one. And uh, if you don't have time, give them money. Yeah, yeah please. Yeah. Don't, That's yes. Good. Yes. I, so I don't – for those of you, just as a real brief aside, you will not hear a whole lot of recommendations for nonprofits coming out of this particular program because I uh, have had a lot of experience with them and have a lot of beef with them. Mm-hmm. The Red Cross can kiss my brown ass. Um, that's a whole story for another day. Point here is – uh, there's very few that I'm willing to put my name behind, and the Life of Project does that and does it right. Your dollars go the way they're supposed to go, and that's huge. So, uh, speaking of dollars, not making it to quite where you'd like them to go, uh, we also wanted to give a quick shout out to Catherine Hedinger. Uh, she's actually a local Orlando. I didn't realize this. Yeah. The original inventor of the fidget spinner, uh, actually right here, Orlando grown. Uh, mm-hmm. She had a patent for this back in the 90s, and that patent expired about a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. What unfortunate timing! Which is yeah, really, really unfortunate really timing. It's so, almost like there was a correlation there. It's there weird. may have been. There mm-hmm. may have been. We're not. I'm. Uh, but she's kicked off a new Kickstarter with some other stuff that she's working on and all that stuff. We're actually trying to get her in to have a little quick conversation with her next week. That'd be awesome. But um, she has a new product. She does. The, she has a brand new one, and it's got is a it, new Kickstarter. And we'll put all the links and stuff in the show notes. Is awesome. it better than a fidget spinner? It actually kind of looks like a crazy frisbee thing. It was pretty looking, pretty cool looking. Yeah. Was pretty good. Mm-hmm. But she's got some others too. But she's she was the one like originally did the stuff and designed it for like originally what it was designed for, which is uh, uh, folks on uh, partially on the autism spectrum and folks with more severe forms of ADHD um, gives, if you have something for them to play with in their hands, mm-hmm. they actually can focus on their brains a little bit better. We sure can. Um, we, I, <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm right there with it. Like yeah. I, I now I have a fidget cube and I do so much better when I have something to do with my hands. I can actually pay a whole lot better attention. Um, and then of course we put lights on them and then they just got distracting and they make lots of noise and now <laughs> teachers are banning them, which is a shame because you know, there's a, there's a group of people, there's a population out there that is really kind of needs that kind of stuff. Uh, anyway, so that's the fidget spinner. And then last, uh, but certainly not least, Saturday, if you wanted to wander by. <laughs> Guys, what are y'all doing on Saturday? Because I know what I don't I'm know, doing. I don't know if you know this, but Al's going to be doing something pretty cool. And do you have a song picked out? I do. Yeah? I actually am down to do I've got two or three songs. I do have an outfit. Yes. I don't have a persona. Oh. I just, but I have a You have outfit. a persona. I just, just want to point <laughs> out do you that. Makeup? I just yeah. want to point out that before we even dropped the episode where we, where we brainchilded this whole thing. Oh, yeah. social media blew up we talked about it on facebook first and and he got the likes before we even declared on the show (laughs) that we needed 50 likes so thank you everyone and and in fact you said 50 combined likes over all media as long as they were different people you guys guys are awesome and which means that if we get to 100 also somebody else is participating i believe 
No. I, I think what? I heard it. I think I saw that in the comments uh-huh. on really Facebook Excuse me. I that need to go Al might like either share the stage or... I'm not. Oh, there's no stage sharing. There's no oh, stage no. sharing. Okay. That is a... I'm getting and a one-way see, ticket. Did I see a hashtag to first Paradise? female contestant also? Mm. Uh, from oh, the organizers? Uh, yeah, you did see that. So hashtag. if we get to 100, you would be the first female competitor in the Orlando Is that district. true? I think that's what Rachel I'm um, pretty sure that's a was, fact. was alluding to. So Guys, we need 18 gonna, more likes. It's not going to be good. <laughs> Let's get there. I don't so think that's the point. If, we, if I'm who you want representing the female air guitar community... What would April Bloodgate play? Oh, I, ooh, That's the question. What would April Bloodgate so play? So we are talking, of course, about the, the U.S. air guitar qualifiers taking place at Hourglass, Hourglass Brewery yes. in Longwood. Saturday... Yeah. June 10th at 6.30 p.m. at Hourglass Brewery in Maitland. And it's you know going what? to be epic. And, and we, I got love for Hourglass, but you know, you know what sits right next to Hourglass? That awesome taco place. Waco Taco, which yes. is, and it's been a little while since I mentioned this, the, the best, best goddamn tacos <laughs> in Central Florida. <laughs> they are the best damn tacos. If you find tacos better than Waco Taco, you let me know because you're not in goddamn Central Florida. I'll guarantee you that right now. Wow. Okay. Hot yeah. take. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and my boys Papa B's right down the th- mm, Papa mm-hmm. B's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're my favorite wings, but they're they're high up there. Oh, but Waco hey, Taco. So remember how Mo I Fogo. said that I didn't eat dinner before this podcast yeah. started yeah. recording? Let's not talk about food right you now. You know where you should have gone? <laughs> Waco, Waco Taco, Taco. <laughs> best goddamn tacos, <laughs> the best. They don't pay me to say that. They're just literally. <laughs> they don't. I'll they don't get, even give free tacos. I gets excited about his foods. I listen. I am passionate. I am passionate. And as a matter of fact, if you hang around for shameless plugs, I've got another restaurant. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know if the camera is picking up the fire in your listen, eyes right now. Listen. <laughs> no, because he doesn't look at the camera. Real quick, real quick. For those of you, this is going to be a YouTube exclusive. Al Sterling finally looking at the camera. Oh, oh. hey there. Oh. Yep. Yeah, that's a YouTube exclusive. Why would you do that to our viewers? Uh, there we go. So let's go ahead and get it some This Week in Geek. I had a couple drinks before the show. Um, <laughs> Mesa 21 makes a pretty damn good uh, old-fashioned, yeah. in case you're but curious. But how are their tacos? I don't know. I had the Millionaire Burrito, because they took a burrito and they shoved steak in it, and I was like, I'm in. Nice. No comment. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nope, nope, nope. Mm-hmm. Up first in This Week in Geek, we've got Murder on the Orient Express. This Murder. is a remake of the 1974 cl- uh, classic. Yes. Now, I tried to watch the 1974 classic long ago. Oh. Uh-huh. I didn't. You didn't get through it? I did not. Oh. That reminds me of the time I tried to watch True Grit when the new one came out and I tried to watch the old one. Oh, yeah, the original's rough. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, And you could see, I don't know, I just see True Grit, but with Murder on the Express, you could see, like, the underlying ideas here. You could see what's going on. And, like, and, if it, and if it just didn't, I just don't feel like it aged terribly well. But it looked really good, and I loved the premise and all of this stuff, and it was such an interesting concept and idea and story, but I just I couldn't do it. Uh, so what they did is they remade it, and unlike Transformers, this one is not designed to <laughs> shit all over everything you've ever loved. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so the, the cast here is insane. Yeah. It's like... Whenever I don't know where the hall, the hall like they went to like the Oscars and looked at the front row and like all of you like, come hey, with me. Hey guys, oh, like even here. picked up a Tony winner. They did. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Who's the Tony winner? Leslie Odom Jr. Yeah. Oh really? Best actor for Hamilton. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She was Aaron Burr. Yeah, oh. sir. Sir. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the, yeah, it's it's got. I mean, like Daisy Ridley. For those who, if, if we if we need, if I need to draw the line into <laughs> pure geek, there's Daisy Ridley. Right. Not to mention William Defoe. Uh, Johnny Depp, Judy Dench, Judy Dench, Dame, Dame. Dame. 
I apologize. I believe it's apologize. I believe uh, it's Dom. <laughs> Doming. No, no, Dom is the, no, no, Dom is the Fast and Furious. This is Dame or the Pizza Place or the Pizza <laughs> Place. Dom's Pizza. Dom, is that still around? I don't know. All right, let's focus. I haven't had Dom's uh, Pizza in a long time. I'm talking mostly to myself. Where's Al's fidget spinner? Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Uh, the cast looks amazing. This yeah. movie. The, look at the trailer just dropped for this. Check this out. I mean, and here's the thing: you may not be. This may not be your type of flick, but I just watched the trailer because if you watch the trailer and you're not it's, excited, then that's not your deal. It's like, and that's okay. It's a like clue on a train. Exactly. It's, yeah. yeah. It's clue on it's a train. Very specific. Yeah. yeah, yeah Where yeah. is Tim Curry, everyone? At oh home my having god. Sex with his wife. It's <sighs> <Wow. laughs> <laughs> the final line of the other alternate ending. Uh, yeah. Damn it, guys. <laughs> uh, and can I just say right now, Michelle Pfeiffer? Beautiful. Yeah. Just that. Oof. She's just beautiful. Uh, anyway, so that's that. Let's move on. Uh, up next, we have a, uh, a Toyota has uh, divested themselves of. Uh, uh, Tesla, uh-huh. which is in news because I didn't know. I'm not trying to look at the camera. It feels really weird. Um, <laughs> so I feel like I'm just looking over everyone's head, just staring at this. Um, I didn't know that, that Toyota owned a chunk of Tesla, but they own like 1.4% or 1.5% of Tesla. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. so. Didn't your buddy Elon tell you this? No. Well, no. They no finally bastard. got a glimpse at the secret plan to take over the world. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Elon just had to cut him out. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. That, that makes too much. Yeah. That makes a little more sense. Too much. That makes a lot more sense. Because I well, either that or they were in it just long enough to make enough money off of it to, to fund their building their pl- flying plane or their flying car. Yeah, most Fly- planes fly. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I, I fixed it. Here's Shush. this. Just in, we've invented a plane that only drives on the ground. Oh, and by the way, the car doesn't fly. <laughs> it goes up to thirty feet off the ground. Is that technically flying, or is that It, it flies more than my car. Does it hover? Is no. it a hovering? Yeah, I no. only saw, like, three in the video. Ooh, wait, wait, time out. This is important. Mm. When mm-hmm. does it become flying? At what height? Mm. Here's my here's my. I don't take. think it's height. I think it's distance. Well, it can, I think it's speed. And, I think it's and, volume. And height. <laughs> Girth. <laughs> Mass? Wait, no, that's different. Nope. That's, a, that's another that's a different nope. thing. That's a different thing. Different, yeah. Nope, that's... that's uh, that's, uh, but no, I think I don't think it's a matter of how high it goes. I think it's a matter of either how how long it stays up or how far it goes. And Good I'm not, night, everybody. I'm not trying to make that dirty at all. You here's, guys, it's you people who are sick. Here's the point. It's not me. Here's the point. The uh, Toyota's flying car is going to, or hovering car, or whatever it's going to do, is is lighting the Olympic torch. And I need neat. I just need to focus on this for a second. <laughs> okay. There's gonna, the, the Olympic torch is going to be lit by a if, flying okay, car. Okay, but is the uh-huh. car going to be on, like, how, is there a person, ho- like, there's, we're, okay, so now we've got hovering slash flying cars and fire. What could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Is it just going to Part two. <laughs> Are there flamethrowers on the flank? Like, is it going to go over? Like, no. <laughs> I, I don't know. And it's like a quadcopter, so it, uh, there's, like, air. Like, so they made it, <laughs> what if it blows so they, out they, the torch? They set the torch and then, and then immediately blow the torch. Yeah. This, ladies and gentlemen, please tune into the 2020 Olympics because it's going to be hilarious. It's going to be I something. I just, I, 2020 Olympics, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? Well, and Toyota's actually uh, uh, working with this other company who is designing these fleet of flying cars because apparently everybody forgot. I feel like there was a point not about maybe like 15 years ago mm-hmm. where cause we were all flying cars, flying cars, flying cars, and then everybody looked around at the roads currently and thought, oh, we are not putting this shit in the air. <laughs> like, well, you, I think we passed the uh, Marty McFly date 
you know, and, yeah. and and when we hadn't had it, we were like, all right, well, screw it. It's yeah, like, where's our hoverboard? Where's our? <sighs> it's cool not coming. Babies. We'll settle well, for we the, got, the, the hoverboard cool, with two wheels. We got the cool wheels. shoes. You know? We did the self tying laces came. We get we we did get those. But and Lexus did create a hoverboard with electromagnets. I don't know if that really counts. Though. I'm yeah. still con- like very concerned about the idea of jackasses driving at 30 feet in the air. Right. And because that's exactly what, we what needed, the horse-drawn carriage drivers said about cars, too, Al. <laughs> Get with the time. They did not talk about cars being 30 feet off the air, no. uh, off the ground, off no. the air. 30 feet off the ground. Because that means that when that jackass rear ends me, not only have I got hit from behind, I'm going to fall 30 feet. Exactly. Oh. That's, I'm fine with a flying car. As long as we don't go into AI... We're good. Wait, but what if it's a self-flying car? Oh, no, that's when Skynet no. takes over, See? and then we all just See, die. Forrest, do you also not accept our robot overlords? <laughs> Listen, I, I mean, I go, I go with the flow. I'm ah, good. Okay, Speak good. louder and I'm into the microphone, but, voice. Yeah, we, we would like to, once again, reassert our position. Absolutely. That we welcome our robot overlords. We except can't, Forrest. With open arms. No, 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 Liz. Liz is the one who's anti-robot yeah, no, overlords. No, no. And what is with our co-hosts? I don't know, but I want to be very clear. This when they come, I will turn you over. <laughs> Absolutely, that's fine. At I don't least want you to think I'm at betraying least I'll go you. Down with dignity, you will be a sign of our loyalty. Shit. Screw dignity. I mean to live. <laughs> you will be proof of our loyalty. Uh, <laughs> as we turn you over. Oh, that'll be great. Right? Maybe that'll get us like an extra spot or a food ration or something. Yes. Uh, or okay, moving on. The next up is Nintendo. Fucking Nintendo, dude. Like, the Switch is getting better and better and better. Does it have VR? No. I'm d- still not in. I time. <laughs> still I not in. Listen. I'm sure that someone Wait, can what? figure out a way to hook up an Oculus to a Nintendo Switch. I don't give a shit They shouldn't have VR. to figure it out. Yeah, no. I Nintendo should have. You, know you know what, Dan? You know what? Good job. I would also like to point out that I still have not received my Switch. Despite repeated requests, um, despite, oh, yeah. despite repeated requests, and even an endorsement from a local, uh, local weatherman celebrity, mm. I mm-hmm. still have not <laughs> received my switch. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I thought that this podcast was going to come with lots more perks. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Based on what? <laughs> exactly. I mean, you. I know. I understand you were listening to the show much beforehand, but. They just do it all like there's not hopes and <laughs> dreams and wishes. Uh, we don't know. Actually, we don't take those either. Uh, so the Nintendo Switch is uh, has Nintendo has announced that they're going to launch basically like a game service, uh, mm-hmm. and it's being compared to Netflix. And it's going to give people you- like GameFly must really be pissed that they keep <laughs> on comparing it to Netflix. I know. I was that too. So because GameFly is like Netflix for games. Netflix, Netflix for, for games. games. But um, can you stream from GameFly? I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, well, and Xbox, Xbox that's like announced the missing, that's the missing uh, streaming link. games, too. Right. So yeah. Xbox could be the Netflix for games. Uh, well, apparently Nintendo's developing its own streaming service. 20 bucks a year, mm-hmm. and you're going to get access to Nintendo and Super Nintendo games. So they've only confirmed three so far. <laughs> uh, Dr. Mario, shout oh, out to... Yes. Oh, my God. Shout out to both Danielle. Yeah. Uh, who, by the way, had Baby Lincoln. Congrats. Yeah, Yay. Happens. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I forgot to mention. I've mentioned with before. Danielle, Baby Lincoln was born. He is healthy, and everybody is doing really well. Yep. And they came he home is beautiful. Today. Yep. Oh, yeah. They came home today. Uh, and we're super excited for them. Yay. Yay. Uh, so Maybe Baby Lincoln will be the next baby we have on the podcast. Oh, that'd be great. Baby uh, number two. Yeah, we can. I'm not bringing mine, so yeah, that works yeah. fine. <laughs> mine the, um, but anyway, so so they uh, they confirmed Doctor Mario, Super Mario Brothers three, and something random. I forget the third title. Wait, Super Mario Brothers three is that the one with the turnips? The best. No, no that's, that's two. That's two. Okay, the three, best one. Three, three is, is the, the raccoon tail. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Wait. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. 
Okay. That's for NES, not and the whist- SNES. Yeah. Because he's got the whistle. So it's Super Mario 3, not Super Mario Brothers 3. Super Mario 3 is with the raccoon tails. Mar- Super Mario Brothers was for this SNES, and that's where Yoshi was introduced, where he eats the That was berries. Super Mario w- w- World Band? Yeah, it was Super Mario World Super for Mario SNES. World. Yeah, Super Mario World. Okay. Yeah. The point here is, those are the only three games they've got confirmed, but more supposedly on the way. Thing rolls out in March. Mm-hmm. Finally, <laughs> just finally. I don't have nothing else to say other than finally. Also, give me my goddamn switch. Um, wait, 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 wait! Wait, did this turn into your switch? Uh, well, if the free one shows up, it'll save. We'll see. You have to see who, whose name's on it. Mm-hmm. If there's no name on it, then it reverts yeah. back to the owner of the show. Hilarious if it's addressed to me. If it's um, two names, do you have to cut it in half, King Solomon <laughs> style? Oh yeah. Yes. Uh, I uh, would, horizontal, I would, not I would, vertical. Yes. I would go actually. For... One gets the dock, the other one gets the tablet. <laughs> <laughs> Dibs on the dock? No. Uh, moving on. This was this was this was fun. We had something positive that we're not going to make fun of uh, for once. Um, aside from the human trafficking, we don't make fun of the human trafficking thing. Um, we had a, just a really cool story out of a Blue Bonnet Elementary School, which is the most adorable name for an elementary school. Isn't it right? though? That's just like obnoxiously cute. That's the name of like the fake elementary school at the beginning of like a sitcom or something. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Full House. They, they probably went to Blue Bonnet Elementary School, right? Uh, their fifth graders created board games uh, in order to like as like a final project here. Nice. And the thing that I really thought was interesting here. Um, first of all, I'm willing to bet that their games are better than half of Hasbro's lineup. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, like Trouble's a boring game. It's just boring. Um, the, uh, Apparently, it's not fun getting into trouble. It is not right. for Al. Who would have thought? It's it's a dumb game. <laughs> <laughs> it's like nothing. You just blah, 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 little bubble. I'm not playing that game. Screw you guys. Uh, the anyway, so they they made the games and then, but there's a whole like engineering piece here, like a project management piece that they put the kids through. Mm-hmm. Like they did, like I mean, they like lean six sigma this damn thing. Like it went nuts. <laughs> like and you read through the story, it was a really cool story. And then they had they, they their their job was to use the things they taught in fifth grade and to teach it to fourth graders through the process of playing this board game. Uh, no word on whether or not the fifth graders then mercilessly mocked the fourth graders for being <laughs> dorks that play board games. <laughs> I may be projecting my own childhood here, though. Oh, so. No. so yeah, just so. But actually, I'm really. So we're actually entering board game season because uh, in a couple of weeks we've there's got a some, season. I, I didn't know that. You're right. Do oh, I wait. need brackets? You know, it, it makes sense. It's getting hot outside. Yeah, summer in Florida. Uh, rains so you all go the time. inside it's and you play board games. And muggy. So uh, you know, we got, in, in the north we stay inside in the winter, but in the south, it's summer. you summer. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's brutal out there. It'll kill you. <laughs> uh, but the, we have some folks in the Any Board Game Alliance coming on in a couple of weeks, uh, and then after that. We got Dice Tower Con. Ooh. Right on. So I'll be going to Dice Tower Con and spending four or five days playing board games. We're going to do a bunch of live uh, streams from there. Uh, and I'm thinking about a giveaway. But you know the problem I ran into with doing a giveaway? Hmm. Um, you got to have something to give away? Right. No one's going to give you something to give? <laughs> right. I don't know what I'll do about that. So oh, I'm, no. Someone's going to give us a Switch to give away. No. Hmm. Someone's going to give you a Switch someone to may, keep. Someone may give us a Switch to give away. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's we give it away ourselves? Congratulations, Al's wife. You got a new Switch. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I would never get to play the damn thing. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, the board game. So we're, we're excited for that. That's the thing. Uh, up next, Dan, you want to you wanna tell us about MegaCon now that you finally got around to showing back up? Yeah, sorry. I was I was going to do this last week, but I uh, had some uh, some stuff I had to deal with that 
prevented me from being here. So, a uh, quick little recap of uh, MegaCon 2017. It was awesome. Uh, I've got some uh, pictures on the slide here. I ran into Katrina, our friend, uh, dressed as Wonder Woman. Um, and then we've got uh, in the Deadpool picture that you'll see in the middle, that's Marty. And uh, they had a Deadpool meetup like on the main con floor. And there was like a hundred people dressed as Deadpool, and Stan Lee showed up. What? And so he's kind of right there in the yellow sweater. Oh, that's um, amazing! And then you know, I've just got some cosplayers that I saw and stuff like that up here. But uh, the main thing that I like to do at MegaCon is the Q and As. Um, and this was the first year that we brought my oldest son, and he's not about to turn nine. And so the first uh, Q and A that we went to was Richard Bumpus, who is the voice of Squidward. On SpongeBob. Uh, that's fantastic. That's awesome. be pretty exciting. And for him. so he got to ask him a question, actually two questions, um, and it was amazing. It made what did his he ask year. Him? He asked him. Well, he was going to ask what his favorite episode was, but we were like fifth in line. The first person asked that. Oh. So he asked him what his favorite movie was, uh, SpongeBob movie, and he was like the second one because I'm in it. And then he asked him, uh, "Is horseradish a instrument?" Which is apparently a thing. From the show. Okay. Yeah. Uh, All right. And then I went and saw um, Nicholas Brendan, who played um, Xander on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. How's he doing? Much better. Good. Because like, wasn't there like a, he, a mugshot situation? Yeah. There was a, there was he's, a, yeah. He, he's he had, had a Britney phase. He's had some rough times, <laughs> and he he came right out and said, "Don't feel bad for me for any of this crap. I brought it all myself, and uh, things are much better now. So you know, he's doing great." Um, and I asked him if he could still do the Snoopy dance <gasps> and would he for, for my wife. Nice. Um, actually, and I mentioned that our oldest or our youngest, uh, his middle name is Xander for Xander. And he was like, well, that's a crappy, that's just a middle name. <laughs> what the hell? The, ne- the next one better be named Xander, Xander, Xander. <laughs> Xander, Xander, Xander. <laughs> Which since my wife said her tube stud, I said, yeah, no problem. We'll do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so uh, at the end of the panel, he he uh, got up. At first, he sang uh, his song from the musical from uh, oh. uh, Once More with Feeling. He sang uh, "I'll Never Tell." Yeah, with the the audience playing the part of Anya, and then uh, he got up. He did some uh, downward dog uh, yoga stretching, and then did the uh, the Snoopy dance, and it was amazing. Because <laughs> you have to down your downward dog yoga yeah. stretch before you soup. It's very it's very important. Very you got to stretch. It's you got to stretch. You don't that's want to like hammy. That's like a one two. It's like obvious step one step two. I mean, and downward dog. Yeah. So then I got to go from there. I went straight from that to Richard Dean Anderson, uh, the original, the only actual real MacGyver, um, and uh, Captain Jack O'Neill, or excuse me, Colonel Jack O'Neill from uh, Stargate SG-1. And uh, he put on a, a great panel, although he doesn't remember a thing about the show. Not a single detail. <laughs> <laughs> he remembers they went through a big circle. That's about it. Cocaine's uh, a hell of a drug. Um, <laughs> well, it, you know, it's so like it's a friend of mine told me. Like, you know, somebody asked him a question, uh, uh, you know, about the Tok'ra. And he's like, dude, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, my God. And a friend of mine was like, you know, that'd be like asking, asking Patrick Stewart a question about some random aliens that they ran into on season two of Next Gen. It's like, it's he like, no. He would know. No. No. It's like no. Galaxy Quest. He would. It's like with yeah. the, Brent, with all the, it's all the exactly cast like that. Them. Brent Spiner would. Yeah. Brent Spiner would yeah. know. Will Wheaton would. Will, Will Wheaton, Wheaton would absolutely. Put, well, Will, he, Will, Wheaton. Will Wheaton would have no choice but to know because he'd be reminded of it every day. Yeah. yeah. Shut up, Wesley. And then I went to the uh, James Marsters panel. 
um, who played Spike on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And uh, him and Nicholas Brendan, two very different panels, him and Nicholas Brendan. Nicholas Brendan was a lot more like funny and uh, raunchy comedy and stuff like that. James Marnsters was much more subdued, much more like talking about the art of acting, the characters. That's because James Marnsters is still acting. Right. (laughs) Uh, Isn't he the voice actor for uh, Dresden Files? Yeah. No, but he's about to be in one of the... He talked about that, too. um, I can't believe... uh, I think Hulu is developing a Marvel property. Hulu is developing a Marvel Runaways? property. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. James Marsden is supposed to be in that, I believe. Oh, oh really? Probably one of the parents. Uh, from that mistake. Yeah, if huh. I'm not mistaken. Mm. That'll be worth checking out. Um, and he said that the... Somebody asked him what the most difficult part of playing Spike was, and he said the bathroom scene. I'm sure. Which is all you need to say for anybody who's seen the series. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, but it was it was uh, fantastic. From there, we went down to the con floor, and we saw lots of great stuff and picked up lots of souvenirs, and I brought a few to show off. But not share. Asshole. God, no. Well, actually, yeah, I do have some stuff to share. <laughs> uh, so first, I, I bought a mystery box, which is kind of like a... Um, uh, what do they call it? Loot crate. Yep. Where they, they sell the box, and you don't know what's in it, and then you get to open it up and <coughs> find all your little treats. So... Oh, Here's my mystery box. I, I got a, uh, a a BB-8 shirt that I would have worn last week, but why aren't you wearing it this week? Because I'm wearing my my Justice League with well, Wonder okay. Woman on yeah, it. Yeah, fair enough. But I got the uh, Lannister flag <gasps> in here. Oh, okay. Um, I need it, do we I have need any it, Corpse Bride fans? Yes. Here, you can have this uh, nice little Corpse Bride sticker. Oh. And uh, oh, where is it? Hold on, it might be in the other bag. This is making for some great audio. Can I touch the phone? Hey, we have video now, so watch it on yeah. YouTube. Hold on. And, uh, sure my son and I got these two little, uh, he got Groot and I got <gasps> Star-Lord, little thumb wrestlers. So cool. And thing. Uh, that, that is pretty cute, though. Yeah, yeah, That's pretty cute. Well, awesome. Well, guys, so hopefully, you know, next year we're hoping to actually make some kind of a, uh, an appearance there. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Do MegaCon up and do it. Hey, right MegaCon, give us press passes. Yeah, MegaCon, what up? And also, next time we should apply for press passes within a reasonable time frame. Yeah. That would help. No, we'll work on a piece later. All right, so that's going to do it for that. Let's get into our main topic. Let's talk us some Wonder ah! Woman. Woo! Okay. That's really. Let's, let's never do that. do that again. Sorry, I'm very. <laughs> let's never, this. never do that again. It's very Macaulay Culkin of you. Uh, never do that <laughs> very again. Very Tina. The so uh, uh, we're going to go through a traditional scoring rubric. So that's putting it together on yep. our five point scale. And we're going to talk about ju- talk about the five point scale in just a second. But let's let's roll back here and talk about the movie because this movie courted a, a touch of controversy. Um, now you know, uh, dear listeners, that we don't do politics here on for geek's sake because. That would be all we ever did. So um, it's not that we don't have opinions and that we not know about them. We just figured you guys should deserve one episode of something that doesn't do that. So we're right. not going to do that. But there are a few things here worth noting. Um, first, of course, uh, this is the third, actually, major female superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one that was watchable, uh, I think. The, I, I can't, everybody keeps talking about the first female superhero movie, and I forgot all about Elektra and Catwoman. And then I remember, and there's good reason for that. Right, and then yeah. I realized that that was just that was about a year or two of therapy yeah. that I just completely wasted. Yeah. Well, Catwoman um, isn't really a hero. Yeah, I was to say, would you even consider Catwoman? She's an, an anti-hero. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It was billed as a superhero movie. Fair enough. And she's not that technically. Super- 
but your name was I just there was just nothing. It was just bad. It was, it was just yeah. Don't get me started on Electra. An Electra. Oh. What? What? So the so I'm 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 okay with just ignoring those two things. Pretend that we can all just as a group pretend they don't exist and it's move forward. It's the first female superhero movie. Yay! Yay! So the also helmed by a female director, Patty Jenkins, who uh-huh. did I think overall pretty damn good job. We'll get into the details there. Yeah. Uh, it really did, however. Court a little bit of controversy, and and we're gonna have to mention this for just a minute here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Alamo Theater, which we have uh, discussed before, actually on the show, yeah. uh, had a women's only screening of Wonder Woman, and that courted a little bit of controversy. Uh, Liz, I'm gonna give you about <gasps> ten seconds. Okay, so all these guys got really mad because they did a women's only screening, and these, these guys they got on the internet and they were like, "This is discrimination," and we're all very angry about it, and we were all like, "What?" Hashtag masculinity self-fragile. Hashtag <laughs> meninism. Oh well, okay. So, so as the other... Meninism? That's, that's a thing. It I've is. never... I've never... Yes, yeah, again. Very, Meninism? Meninists. Yeah. They're horrible. Horrible yeah. people. You, Where do they exist on the red pill spectrum? I don't know what the red pill spectrum is. What? Yeah, it's a, it's a matrix thing, obviously. Yeah, it's the... Oh, the men's rights activists? They're red pillars. That's what they call themselves. Oh, God. Yeah. Ooh. And I know you know about <laughs> men's rights... A- we shouldn't have gone yeah, here. No, this no, is no. bad. Okay, so We've gone down a rabbit point being, hole. Really bad. Point being, <laughs> point being <laughs> is that, is that they, they got really upset at the theater because they said that, that having a women's only screening was discrimination against men and excluding men from the screenings was bad. And uh, stop. It was a celebration. Yeah. It's yeah. a celebration, bitches. So Because men don't have enough. We, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, if this had been for... <laughs> A, a non-comic book movie, it probably would not have been an issue. Probably. Right. But men love their comic book movies. Right. It's sort of the target demographic. So as the other female in the room, If this was Sex me, in the City, would they have given it? No, no one would have cared. But. I actually think it's just because it's something that women care about. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> like the whole men and whatever I, those guys call themselves. They just men and I'm so terrified to look this up. Anytime women are partying or having a good time, they're just like, man. Let me play devil's advocate for one second. This whole thing makes my head hurt. It's annoying. So as as the girl who saw many a sign that said, boys only, girls keep out, it didn't feel great. I'll give you that. And the other side to this is that if, you know, this movie is supposed to be, you know, this feminist champion, uh, then if that's the case, then if inclusion is what we're going for, then did we maybe perhaps miss the boat a little bit on that one? I don't know. Maybe. Well, and I think I think here's the thing. I want to be clear here. I don't I, I don't I, I think the Alamo should have been able to do it. That's perfectly fine. Um, it, there is something about it at its base that doesn't sit 100% right with me. Um, now, just because, now I don't think that that means that they should do anything about it. That's, that's, that's mine more than anything. That's my issue and my deal and whatever else. But I do think, I do think it is, it is worth mentioning here that when we get down to technically, this is still discrimination. And so if we assume that all discrimination is bad, technically speaking, this is dictionary definition here. Right. Uh, it, it is still technically discrimination. Now, I actually want to share with you because uh, we had a uh, – there was a, 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 a gay attorney who sued the theater on behalf of these groups uh, for what he considered to be uh, unfair 
And so he uh, and I, I, we, I of course kicked this over immediately to our senior legal correspondent, T. Bradford Petrino over Korshak and Associates, mm-hmm. located in the beautiful city of Castleberry. And um, I wanted to, I'm just going to read you what he said here. Uh-huh. Uh, so. Uh, yes, we have laws to prohibit discrimination on the basis of race, religion, sexual orientation, gender, and technically the Alamo Draft House women only showing discriminated against men, but I think that's too reductive. The primary goal of equal protection law is to protect the historically underprivileged women, minorities, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, now, and this is, uh, this is where Brad starts throwing some shade. Now, I'm no employment law professor at America's 109th best law school, but this is where Professor Clark loses me, Professor Clark being the <laughs> law professor that brought the this, this suit. Um, in the real world, there is, there is no harm to any person or class of persons that we as a society need to work to protect. But what, we, but what about the slippery slope? What if someone wants to open a whole women-only theater? I would agree that at some point it is harmful society to allow standing discriminatory practices against any class of people. But until they are actually cutting the ribbon to open the hypothetical theater, the slippery slope discussion should stay in the classroom. In practice, the law is acted upon with discretion and applied in accordance with its spirit and intent, not just the letter. Because the actual effect of having a single movie theater in Austin having a couple of women-only screenings is trivial at best, Professor Clark's complaint is academic and should have stayed that way. But congratulations to Professor Clark, who managed to take a story about women celebrating the first really successful female superhero movie and the only one ever directed by a woman and still make it about men. This is the hashtag all lives matter of gender discrimination complaints. Mic drop. Boom. So that's I actually have nothing else to add to that. I could not have explained. Lawyer shade is the best. Oh, it's so beautiful. (laughs) And here's the thing. In case anybody is curious. Uh Yes. Brad did look up the law school. Oh, yes. It is the 109th best in the country. We would expect nothing less from him. From T. Bradford Petrino Esquire uh, for Korshak and Associates. It should be Korshak Petrino and Associates. <laughs> Petrino, Korshak and Associates. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't get the man in trouble here. <laughs> I'm just saying, suits, man. Let's get some. Let's some senior partners. Get some named partner recognition going on. Um, I, I think. I think the ending of his thing was very. You know, it's it, he did. He took. We took something that was supposed to be very happy and very celebratory, and, and made it about something negative. And I think that's the core issue of this whole of this whole thing is that. And, you know, and I will even put it out there that the theater really didn't do a great job either mm-hmm. because they were like, no boys allowed. And like, guys, maybe that's not. No, well, that's that's not what equality is about. What if next and week I'll that same that. theater did like a family only showing of uh, Captain Underpants? So if you don't have at least one child with you. You can't come in, right? Actually, to be fair, with children's movies, you know, I'm actually okay would, if they require yeah. children to get well, in. Yeah, Absolutely, that, that wouldn't be a hot button issue if it if it was right. that. But and if they were doing specialty showings on a regular basis, is what I'm saying, right? Where they're doing specific targeted audiences, okay. yeah. yeah, and they make sure that everybody gets included at yeah. some point, yeah. Make it a thing, make make that your brand. Steer into the skin, Alamo Theater. Yeah. Oh, they did. <laughs> oh, they did. Oh, but in the wrong I mean, direction. A lot of movie theaters already have like what they call them, like the mommy matinees, where right you can. Right. Going early. So, I mean, they have stuff that are targeted for, towards certain demographics. I think there's, there's nothing wrong with saying that there's something that's targeted toward a certain demographic mm-hmm. where the Alamo Theater screwed up, as they said, literally, if you're a man, don't even bother. Right. Well, they and, had and, other and, showings, though. It's right. Like, and, and, right. And yes, because, it, it, again, bringing it back to the, 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 the very trivial, you know, like, it's not like they said this theater is not allowing men to see Wonder Woman through the duration of the screening of this movie while it is in theaters. They said, uh, maybe these three you shouldn't come to. Okay. So at least they on. didn't do this in 2017 when gender identity politics is a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> so Wonder Woman did really well. Uh, great opening numbers. Everybody was okay. Uh, but uh, actually, 
imagine if it didn't have to overcome three mediocre movies and a crappy budget. Right. <laughs> so $150 million budget to get, to get made here. Uh, domestic box office as of today is $103 million, International at 122 so worldwide box office at 225 For those of you keeping score at home, if a movie doesn't triple its cost, it's considered not to have done so terribly well. Mm-hmm. So $150 million, that's 450 right? Am I doing that right? $450 million, that's got to make yeah. grand total. And after the first weekend, it's about halfway there. So it's doing okay. It. Yeah. Um, Not to mention toys and all the other things. Now, <laughs> here's the part. Here's the part where what I found surprising, though. Uh, domestic debuts for DC. This is this Wonder Woman did the worst. Mm-hmm. It was outperformed opening weekend by BVS, by Suicide Squad, and by Man of Steel because, because they we... didn't market it properly, and they didn't. They barely marketed it at all. They waited until the last, like about a month out from Wonder Woman. I went around and randomly asked people, "Do you know when Wonder Woman's coming out?" Like, I didn't know it was out this weekend until someone told me. Yeah, well, and that's and I'm and that's fair. I'm not saying, but I'm saying that it is worth noting here. Uh, when you stack it up against other superhero movies and their opening weekends, uh, it managed to outperform the original Iron Man, uh, mm-hmm. but it did not manage to pass Spider Man. Now I don't know off the top of my head, so Spider Dash Man, which one that was? Because there's been way too many of them at this point. I don't think that's Tobey Maguire. But uh-huh. I mean, Spider Man is going to get promoted into the ground. Uh, right. Well, yeah. I mean, so it beat oh, yeah. out. Homecoming's going to blow it away. I yeah. mean, it beat out the opening weekend for Guardians of the Galaxy, for Captain America: Winter Soldier, for both of the Thor movies. Uh, the, you know, it, it beat out Catwoman and Electric. Uh, by shocking fair, fair amount there. Uh, but it didn't manage to pass up uh, Deadpool, Dark Knight, any of the Dark Knight movies. Uh, as I said, BVS, Iron Man 3, of, of course. And then, of course, in case you're curious, the top-ranking opening weekends, Avengers, Avengers 2, and Captain America Civil War were the three, were one, two, three in that order. So yeah. while I think Marvel's probably paying attention, I don't think they're scared yet. So oh, no. God, no. If anything, they're happy. Yeah. That's true. Because here's the thing. They know that they're, at some point this bubble's going to pop. Uh, they're about to pop it with Captain Marvel. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean the, the the superhero movie genre, as we know it, as being like the big thing right now in Hollywood, it's going to phase out at some point. And people are already getting sick of seeing nothing right. but superhero movies. Exactly. So every bad superhero movie that comes out hurts Marvel. Yeah. Well, that's a good call. I, I don't know, because Marvel's kind of hit the point where they're not necessarily making superhero movies. They're more making genre films that include superheroes. So they've kind of moved beyond the point of, okay, superheroes, big conflict, boom, boom, and we're done. They, Avengers? Yeah. They, I mean, they have those event films, but sure. they have other genre films working up to them. Right, right, right. Okay, so let, let's get into this here. Let, let's go ahead and start breaking it down. So uh, once again, we're going to do our, 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 our traditional scoring rubric here. All so, the spoilers. Um, all of this. Yep. You, this is your spoiler <laughs> warning. Uh, you got five categories. Originality, uh, meaning did they do something new here or did they do the, they, they tread the same ground? Uh, overall story, we're talking about plot. We're talking about pacing. Uh, we're talking about our characters. Were these your standard one-dimensional things or did we actually get some the, uh, some development along the way, uh, the technical aspect, which is the directing, cinematography, te- CG, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Uh, and then our overall enjoyment. So all of these are ranked on a one to ten scale. So the perfect movie would have fifty. So the way we're going to do this is we'll go around the room, we'll each share our score, and then we, uh, without a whole lot of preamble, just here's what I gave it, and then we have to argue it down until we all agree on a score for each individual area. We'll total those up and we'll see what goes on. Uh, with that, let's get it. Let's get it going here. So we got five areas and five categories. Emily, 
Uh, would what you up? like to start us off with our first category? I would love to. Our first category is originality. So the question being asked here is, did they do something new? Right. I gave Wonder Woman an eight. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, and I'm assuming uh-huh. that... Uh-huh. At, at the end of the day, nope. I'm th- nope. you gave it an eight. No argument. Oh, that's it. That's, yep. that's yep. all I get. We're doing the numbers here. Oh, okay. Great. And then, we'll, and then we we'll can argue back. for it. We'll come back. Super duper. Yeah. All right. Would you? Where'd you land? Uh, originality. I I gave it an eight as well. Forced. Actually, an eight as well. Yeah. yeah. I actually also landed at an eight. So no debate on this one. <laughs> okay, we landed at an eight. <laughs> all right. We're at an eight. Great. So do we just do move we on? Do we want to just like say why we all? Gave well, I, I think yeah. Like, let's let the, yeah. Emily. You were sharing what made this an eight for you. I would have given it a 10 were this not a movie based on an already written, completely conceptualized comic book story. Sure. So, I mean, how how original can you really and truly be? But that said, you know, I would say that for being already, you know, Mm -hmm. pre-existing, it it was very original in its execution of it. And so, you know, solid score, but not a 10. I loved the for me the World War theme the history nerd in me. Oh yeah. Um, oh, are we just going out of turn now? Oh, <laughs> you are if you're the host. <laughs> anyway, I love the World War One theme. I, the World War One gets n- n- not get a whole lot of love. Uh, and well, the sequel was so much bigger. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so the I, I really appreciated that they did the World War One uh, as the scene. I thought that was a really interesting take. This really interesting setting, especially since World, Wonder Woman originally hails out of the World War Two era. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really, really appreciated that. And and but you're right. I think the same thing. We're still this is still a, a, by, a, in a lot of ways a by the number superhero origin story. I will say for the DC universe, it was original because this is the first time that anybody cared about collateral damage. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like, yes. Wonder Woman is the first person that, that actually can consider. They, they, <laughs> hey, they tried you know, to we're care. Kind of breaking stuff all over the place. <laughs> they tried to care in BVS. They mentioned the people left. And then he just proceeded to. Yeah. That was all I had. I was just, I really, actually. Uh, yeah, but okay, we're all pretty solid on an eight here. Is everybody good mm-hmm. with that? Yeah. yeah. All right, fantastic. Uh, uh, Liz, why don't you give, what's the next category with originality? What's the next one? Somebody, I don't have story. it up on the screen. Story. It's story. Thank you. I don't have it up on the screen. Everything fell apart. Someone to me. give me a job. <laughs> <laughs> My job is taken. You oh. talk to these two. Uh, talk to me about story. How do you feel about the pacing, the the uh, story arc, the story arc? I, I plot. There we go. That's well, what I was looking for. Yeah, plot. Number, are we doing numbers? We're just giving numbers. numbers. Yep. Just give. We start with mm-hmm. where, where you're coming from. The numbers. Emily, what's your number? Nine. Hmm. I'm gonna, you know, it's, I love this movie so much, but I'm gonna give Story a seven. Wow. Yeah? yeah. Where'd you land? I'm actually sitting in an eight. I think I'm in the. Uh, I think I'm in the seven camp. I'm a seven. Yeah. Yeah. I'm giving it an eight. Yeah. Okay. So what do we get? We got two sevens, uh, two eights, and a nine. Two sevens, two eights, and a nine. I could easily come up to an eight on this. Mm-hmm. I would. I would. I suppose, for the sake of the group, be willing to come down to an eight. So, what what made it a nine for you? Uh, you know, I I think that you you've got something really powerful on your hands when you've got people saying that they were so moved by the battle scenes in this movie that they cried by battle mm-hmm. scenes. Yeah. I, on the whole, I, it was you had a a, a movie that had unadulterated women warriors in this very pure form. Like they didn't have to have black widows sort of, you know, emotional baggage that she had in her previous movies. 
in order to, you know, be a powerful warrior of a woman, or she wasn't emasculated in the same way that Monarch was in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure. So mm. in terms of storyline, I think that it was spot on in its portrayal of a really great, pure female superhero. And can we just talk about how DC almost tanked that? Like, mm-hmm. they almost cut the battle scene at No Man's Land. Oh, yeah. oh my no. God. What in the world? <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah, just Patty Jenkins had to fight for to, that. To and, that was, and that was it. Like, that was the, the turning point of the movie. That right. was like the, yeah. oh, my God, there she is. Right. Like, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm completely fine. Where, who else gave it a seven? I gave it a seven, and I... I think the story was so great, and I think they captured the the you know the strong female protagonist spirit perfectly. Like she wasn't over sexualized; she mm. wasn't not, you know she had a bit of naivety to her, but not in a in a degrading way. Like I just I think I think her characterization was perfect. But that's the next category. My issue and I the love interest. I I could like. I could have done without it. I think it's overplayed, and I don't think that she needed it. I don't. I think that her and Chris Pine could have worked together, and that would have been fine mm. if they were, you know. But I don't think they leaned too hard into the the romance aspect of it. They didn't lean too hard into the romance aspect of it. He needs some... to lead her into the the world of man. Like that's the only way you get Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's true. But I think we did get a little bit more Steve Trevor than we needed. Yeah, yeah and I it was. Say... I, it was. It, I think it was just too much, too fast with, with the, the, you know. But it's of course it's a movie, so of course romance is always too much, too fast. That's right. always yeah. my chief complaint. I actually felt like this one did a much better job of taking its time on that front. Yeah, Forrest, yeah, and I, I think they did a good job of not. It's it's odd, but it takes a female director to treat male characters better than males treat female characters. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't make him a dude in distress. Right. He was actually his own type of hero. He had his own valor, but of course it didn't take away from her strength and from her ability to shine. So it was it was I thought it was a great balance where yeah. you kind of had him kind of be a hero in his own way but still be that kind of inspiration and be inspired by her. I think I feel I feel like we're, we're we're sliding pretty hard into character and into the character yeah, side yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. So to bring it back to the story piece, there was a couple pieces that I I, I really appreciated. First, um, I, I was really, really glad they did not do a sex scene. There yeah. was obviously alluded to, they did actually what you used to do in movies, where, you know, the door closes and we fade to black, and you know what happens next. Like, right. mm-hmm. nobody's confused. Nobody thinks that she then put on a pot of tea, and they said, you know what I mean? Like they, they, She might have. If anything, they made it more like sexual jokes than, sure. than anything sure. else. I'm an above average yeah. American uh, man. Uh, right. <laughs> And the whole scene on the boat, um, yeah. But that, uh, but but as far as the overall pacing is concerned, I feel like we moved through Themyscira at a good clip. Um, I could have, I, I could have, I, I think there was. And if you go back to the original stories, I think Forrest and I were actually talking about this. There, uh, in some of the versions of Wonder Woman, there's actually a battle to see who goes, and yeah. and by hook or by crook, uh, uh, she wins. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that would have been a really interesting scene, but I. I actually am okay with him cutting it yeah, because I, I feel like I think it would have been a bit repetitive at that point because we've right. already seen her 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 challenges and her battles and her, her training and all that exactly exactly yeah. so I thought that they moved it a good clip through that um, and then I I felt like the movie doesn't really start till she gets to London because that's when you really start to pick up the story mm-hmm. uh, and overall I mean the, the the pacing was good the plot was easy to follow mm-hmm. there was you 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 could see the character motivations moving through it all the way around I mean. 
there, there was a couple points in it that really stood out to me that really kind of bothered me. But I think overall, this is a solid eight. Can we all get to get behind on that? I'll yeah. go to, I'll, I can go to an eight. All right. I'll, I'll go to eight. So there we go. So we got an eight all around. Uh, next one, characters. Uh, Forrest, what'd you give this one? Uh, characters, I'm, I'm going with a nine. Yeah, I'm actually at a nine as well. I'm at an eight. Eight. Emily? Ten. Ten. I'm at a nine with the characters. Okay. All right. Well, we... I just I didn't feel like we dug deep enough into most of these characters to to really to to give it a ten. I just didn't get there with anybody. I I so I pulled back on from a ten uh, because of some of the, there was a there was a couple stereotypes that we oh, that we time. we definitely went with here. Yeah. Um, the chief uh, Eugene the, the the chief was a little weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie as our standard drunk. Was he supposed to be Irish or Scottish? I, they didn't. Even, they never. Yeah, they never really. It, it kind of seemed like he was a combination of the two. I mean, he looks <laughs> like he's in Scottish garb. Right, he's got right, but he acted yeah. pretty so, Irish. Pretty. And the accent was a little. I couldn't quite place yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and then even our uh, uh, our the third guy here who actually got Samir. A little, Samir. Samir, Samir, who actually got a bit of a decent uh, background, but still had a, a still like a. Fairly stereotypical, like when you, if you're gonna put a Moroccan or let's just go with a nondescript, vaguely Middle Eastern brown guy mm-hmm. in a movie, and he's not gonna be a terrorist, this is what he looks like. So yeah. there's Pretty like, but you gotta have the fez, right? Very yeah, important. There we oh, go. The only yeah. way you know that's actually how you tell it's either a fez or a turban, and that's yeah. why you know whether or not he's gonna be slightly womanizing or more terroristy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's th- that was that was what pulled away from. But let me let me tell you what gave it the nine. Uh-huh. Wonder Woman exists as part of the triumvirate. Okay, Wonder yes. Woman exists. I think you can really show off who she is when you put her next to Batman and Superman. And the same is true for all three of them. Superman by himself is a boring ass character. <laughs> uh, it is not until you, you you give him a foil that you have this with. And we, I mean, we the, the Batman versus Superman Boy Scout Dark Knight thing is is kind of trite. But Wonder Woman comes in as a cold, not a cold, but as a practical badass. Mm-hmm. And no point does Wonder Woman ever say, we can't kill. That's never been her deal. And to me, the point that told me that this movie was worth it is when she just straight up stabs L- Ludendorff. Oh my god. So incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, but on the flip side of that too, she never says we can't kill, but I really think they did such an amazing job of capturing, and, and this might be because there was a woman director, it might not be, but that that empathetic aspect, and especially when they're in the trenches going through sure. no man's land, and she has that, you know, like, you're just going to let these people die, and we can't do that. And I think that mm-hmm. I did, that's when I got emotional. I thought that was so beautiful and so well done, and just capturing that empathetic spirit. Well, and she, in her history, has always been a pacifist. Like, that's yeah. just always been her MO as a character. And so they, they really took that pacifist side and and made it something probably a little bigger than it had been in the past. Yeah. But. I mean, I, the the thing I love the most about her as a character is you could tell she comes from a world that was essentially absent of the male gaze. Mm-hmm. So her and they were able to play that for comedy with in in the London scenes, like when she was trying on clothes and everything. But overall, this is somebody who I'm wearing my armor because I'm an agile warrior, not right. to show right. off. I love like, that. Say yeah. in 
Batman, like in uh, in Suicide Squad, when Harley Quinn had her cheeks out, like mm-hmm. the whole movie for no freaking reason. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it everything about what the way she moved kind of made sense, and it made sense that she wasn't moving for the motivation of pleasing some man or catching some man's attention. She didn't have to fall into the trope of seducing a man or anything like that. Right. She was just her own kind of strength, and she was able to project that and ultimately inspire everybody in the movie. And Absolutely. Me greatly. Yeah. Absolutely. So look at the rest of the characters. Dan, any, anybody else that jumps out at you? Um, I, I wasn't a big fan of the uh, red herring here with uh, yeah. uh, Ludendorff. No. I wasn't I wasn't. Oh, how we, of that. Yeah. How, yeah. Like for the majority of the movie, he's supposed to be the big bad, and then yeah. it turns out that no, he's not Aries. That it's Professor Lupin well, is actually the big bad. And, and on the whole, like I feel like they could have really, they almost could have made the argument that he was the bad guy. She killed him, but really, the bad guy is not is an idea. But right. if you do that execution wise, it does not work because otherwise you end up with a movie like The Happening, and that was right. freaking awful. Right. Well, and I think, but I think there's there's an important difference here. That there's a, there's a touch that happens because you've got these. Like, I don't think mean, we we see Ludendorff breathing in this stuff. We see his right. power comes from a drug, and mm-hmm. we see that obviously her power does not. So you've got a good balance, I think, right from the get go here. And I don't think I mean I never really bought that Ludendorff was the big bad, but. And this is very important. I absolutely saw why Diana thought that yeah. he was Aries. Oh, for sure. You oh, know, yeah. and I think that that's it's a different type. It's why a different. Didn't think, why didn't she? Th- oh, well, never mind. Never mind. Sorry. It's a different play on the red herring because normally the red herring is designed for the audience to trick the audience into thinking that this is the bad guy when it's really not. And this one, I think the audience is. I mean, if you're paying attention, you're probably and you've seen more than three movies in your life, you probably figured out Ludendorff's not actually the big bad, but you can still track why the character would. Yeah. yeah, and I think that right there is a beautiful touch and a beautiful. I mean, it takes a very, very deft hand to be able to do that properly. Yeah. How would you feel about Doctor Poison? I I wasn't a I. Meh. It was kind meh. of a. She was, was an embodiment of an idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was, not historically accurate at can, all. Why was she there? Yeah. Can yeah. we real quick talk about how cool Princess Buttercup got after she ditched Wesley though? <laughs> Cause oh my god, Robin Wright. Robin Wright is a oh national my god. treasure. So, I'm so upset that we only got her for the first like twenty minutes of the movie. So Robin Wright, of course, is playing uh the general to uh, Hippolyta's Hippolyta? Hippolyta. Hippolyta. Hippolyta, the Queen's sister, uh, who's also the general, you know, she also Robin Wright also uh of course the princess, Princess Buttercup, and that's not for Get uh, Jenny and and the badass from uh, and the badass from uh, uh, House of Cards. So oh, also that. Um, anyway, so so yeah, so and that was uh, Antiope. Uh, so she was just. I mean, yeah, she was phenomenal. The whole thing was just absolutely great. So okay, good. so character wise, I think are we. It sounds like we can land on a nine overall. Yes. Anybody? Yeah. 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 I like nine. All right. Nine. That'll take care of that. So the next part is the technical. Uh, and I'll start us off here. Uh, for technical, this one, this one, this one was so close. It's a nine. Yeah. But it, it was, it was very close to being able to pull to, to be a 10, but it landed solid nine for me. I'm on a nine too. Nine. Seven. Seven. Ooh. I know what, I, I know what bugged you too. Uh, go ahead. Liz. I'm at an eight. You're at an eight. I'm actually at about an eight. eight, and it's not the movie's fault. It's totally a Warner Brothers thing. But so I think okay, so we can all agree the CG, <sighs> particularly uh, the scene with 
with Wonder Woman and um, and Chris Pine, uh, Trevor. There we go. And Trevor, uh, there's a scene with the two of them there fighting, and the CG suddenly drops back to like I don't know, like pre Matrix bad. Yeah, like it. It just gets real rough. You know what it reminded me of? How, how bad it jumped out at me? It jumped out at me as bad as uh, uh, the, when the Rock was in the the Mummy. Oh, the the uh, scorpion king. king. The, yeah, the, yeah. Not when he did his own movie, right? But uh, when he materialized, yeah. And, and you've got a movie that's got pretty solid effects across the board. Which part was this? The very very end of the second Mummy movie. Yeah, when this. No, no, no. In one shows up. Oh. <laughs> The movie when, we're reviewing. Uh, this one. Yeah. This yeah. is, I, uh, it's a big fight scene, and I'm trying to, I think it may have been in the town. I think it's in the right, town. Right after No Man's Land? Yeah, they come into the town, and they're clearing the town of the bad guys. Uh-huh. And there's a scene where, I don't know, the CG just gets, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It, it, it was, it ripped what me format? out of so, First off, what format did everybody see it in? Because I, I think that matters. I saw standard. I, I saw standard. I always watch, I always watch standard. Okay. I did the, yeah. uh, what, the Dolby Atmos? Thing. Me too. Uh, so uh, was it better, do you uh, think? I, I, it may have been, because there was no point where any CG took me out of it at all. So here's my problem with CG. You know, we're, no, we're, we're, we're done with numbers. Okay, so here's my problem with CG. It doesn't stand the test of time. You know, when sure. Interstellar and Jurassic Park use puppetry, right, you've got action. really incredible stuff because yeah. it, it'll actually hold up 10 years later. You can go back and watch Jurassic Park and still appreciate the special effects. Right. Here, it's not going to happen 10 years from now. This movie's not going to hold up. People aren't going to want to watch it. Right. I didn't well, see that at all. We'll I don't know. Watch any of the original Lord of the Rings trilogies nowadays, and 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 compare them to The Hobbit and all that CG right. garbage. And mm-hmm. I mean, or you, I mean, I'll, I'll just point at Star Wars. I mean, there's yeah, no, yeah. there's no better example of. I mean, it's crazy to me that in a lot of ways the original trilogy holds up better in those in that regard than than than, than the episodes one through three. But this is where again I point right back to WB because of the four films in the DCEU. Wonder Woman got the least amount of money to make their film. And apparently it brought $15, $20 for advertising. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. they, they got, so they gave, and they took one of the top five comic book characters, male, female, period, and gave them the, less money than a film with Deadshot. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Killer Seriously. <laughs> However, can we all take a second and give props to the costume design? Because for the first time in I don't know when, we have a female set of female warriors who don't look like WoW characters. Yes. 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 There's well, like and, no cleavage, and I love it. And this is and this is where I come back to. This is the part where yeah. I mean, I talk about the CG because the CG ripped me out for this point. Yeah. But I mean, you get into some of the direction. I've heard some people slamming some of the directorial choices. I don't see it. The the No Man's Land was beautifully choreographed. I mean, it you you were there with her. Yes, they went for the slow mo shot, which has See, been the, the a little overplayed. Yeah. I get that, but I there what what there was not was a bunch of jerky camera uh, camera cuts and a bunch of whatever. It was it was it was designed to be a shot where you were just walking through here and you're in her POV and you're seeing what's going on. I mean, another technical aspect that I really appreciated about the film is, okay, we've established this kind of really dark, muted aesthetic that Zack Snyder has set up. But the way that they took the film visually from the brightness and the vitality of the mascara, by the time Mm -hmm. you get to London and into battle where it's that Snyder aesthetic, it makes 
sense. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you don't just start there for no reason, but yeah. it actually makes sense that, okay, we're in a darker part of the film, and visually, this needs to be darker. Exactly. Because they told a story. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the overall thing. As, that, As opposed to just, you know, showing us a bunch of dark scenes. Yeah. And it does. And I think, I mean, I, I could back to the Muscari and this and this shot of them, I mean, the, the one of her of her coming over behind the guys and launching the three arrows. Shield. Is, is, is shield. Like, yeah. There was, there are so many they points They stole there. the word shield from Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the, the, the. And listen, I mean, I don't want to hear jack shit about Gal Gadot not being big enough or not being tall enough or thick enough or whatever other word they want to use. That well, she, she was five months pregnant for half of this. She, <laughs> I mean, she was she was phenomenal. You looked at her. You looked at her walking around everybody else. She looked like an Amazonian warrior. She exactly. looked like a goddamn badass yeah. from the word go. Well, and, and literally, a lot of this was done in reshoots when she was. Five months pregnant, and they put on With a, a blue green screen triangle. Yeah, yeah, over wow. her her stomach, and CGI'd the shape of her torso to match earlier in the movie. Oh. Yeah, I don't. There was no way you could CGI my torso. So look. <laughs> <laughs> There's not. I you mean, got to get there first. I'm, give look, I'm just saying that, like, like episode one, well, Star Wars episode one, look way more realistic <laughs> than anything you're doing. <laughs> I, you know, and I, I know. I mean, I'm stuck on a nine on this one, man. I mean, I get there were a couple. This was not a ten. This was not a ten. Mm-hmm. There were a couple really, really whether it was their fault or not. There was some really crappy stuff, but there was some beautiful directorial choices. The mm-hmm. cinematography was solid. Mm-hmm. The 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 visual the effects score. were the the score was good. Yeah. Um, it, this did not. I never once did somebody rely on a pop song to get me to where I was to get me along uh, with the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just there was uh, Patty Jenkins nails this damn thing on every single point except the CG, which. I'm. I mean, I think forced by race. Probably not her fault to begin with. Right. Yeah. And so, I still have no clue what you're freaking talking about. <laughs> it really bugged me. It actually did look great in that that theater. Yeah, they did. So where do we land here? Who's got? I heard we were between the seven. We were in the gambit between seven and ten. I was at a nine. You were at a nine. I was at eight. Eight. She was at nine. seven. I was at seven. I will. I will come up to at least an eight. I would prefer to stay at an eight. So where? So so what? What's what, what's keeping it at a seven for you? The CG, obviously. I thought that the score was good, but I didn't think that it was anything spectacular. We didn't mm-hmm. end up with you know the next amazing movie score. Sure. But it wasn't trying to be Guardians of the Galaxy. No, no, no. Thank which God. A different team up movie may have been trying to be Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy with its score. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Suicide Squad. I, I just I, I don't I don't feel like it made it to to the point of being able to even being called a nine because the stuff that it did really well I didn't feel like anything beyond the costume design and the direction uh, were anything better than good. I just well, didn't. let's take a look at the last review that Forrest was here for. And our biggest complaint was the stunt coordination and the fight mm. choreography. And if this thing, if this movie did anything well, uh-huh. it was fight coordination. And they clearly trained those Amazonians to do some shit. Yeah. yeah. Touche. Yes. I, Gal Gadot was uh, um, in Israeli special forces. For yeah. A while. And she said like, this was tougher training <laughs> than the Israeli <laughs> army. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. I, I, that that's what brought it up to a nine for me. All right, I'll do it. I'll, I'll give it a nine. 
We, can we, can yeah, we get to I'll, a nine? Yeah, I'll go up to right. nine for that. That's a, that's an excellent point, Dan. Okay. Well, thank you. Fantastic. Uh, overall, how did you feel about this one, Dan? You know what? I walked out. I walked into this movie more cautious than optimistic. Yeah. For reasons. For reasons. Um, History, for, mostly. For, <laughs> for three big reasons. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, I, I walked out of there and I went and I bought a Justice League shirt. So I'm giving it a nine. Okay, Dan comes down to the nine. M. Ten. Ten. Overall enjoyment, I'm giving this one a ten. Ten. Dude, I'm at a ten. I was at a nine, but I mean, I, I'll, I'll slide yeah. up to it. There was, there was a couple points in here. There's a couple, I mean, I, I have a hard time getting to a ten. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, they, there was, I, I look How, at the, here's, Okay, here's wait, wait. Did, did anybody care about the fact that we were doing the new 52 um, no. origin? Not no, at all. not at all. Mm-mm. I loved that. Okay. Here's my thing. In the context of the DC world, like, I'm so happy that DC finally got a win. Yes. (laughs) Yes. This film was such redemption. (laughs) It really is. And I mean, I just walked, I mean, I was already excited from seeing the 15 minutes of, of, Wonder Woman in BVS. And right. I can yeah. understand less the look thing, but I can understand because the look thing was solved for me in BVS. I can understand people's trepidation with Wonder Woman because based off of that, the only other thing I knew Gal Gadot from, from was like fast, one of the fast mm-hmm. movies. And I yeah. was like, oh no, she got two hours on her. <laughs> <laughs> but by the end of it, I was like, nah, she's Wonder Woman. I'm in. I'm inspired yeah. by this film. I feel I'm. I'm walking out literally giddy and happy by it. I just, I, I could not find my enjoyment less than it's in. It was, I was up there. And I just, I think this movie was so important for, for, you know, it was, it was a, it was a feminine inspiring movie, but in the same sense, you also had a male counterpoint that wasn't emasculated by her being a female lead. And so think about the kids going to see this movie. The girls have a female to look up to and the boys have a male to look up to, but they also have a female to see and see that, Hey, girls are strong too. And and Mm -hmm. girls get to see a guy that is a good kind of like upstanding male hero. And I just think all around it was, it was so important and it was so well done and it was so tasteful and it made me feel very happy and like powerful walking out of it. And that's, that's why it's a 10 for me. So I, I think I we're just like, not, I think we're just outvoted. Yeah. Well, and and let me also throw it out there that this is a new kind of superhero movie because it is a return to the old school classic concept of the superhero. And so you have a you have a character who is simultaneously an action hero and a moral compass without being boring. Yeah. And that's kind of the key here for me. I, I mean. I will come up to a 10. I will come up. I don't think personally I would give it a 10, but I will. I, I am. I'm willing to go along. We with, all make sacrifices. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to get, I'm willing to go there. I don't think you got, I think you're, here's my thing. Forrest, was this a better movie than the dark Knight? Overall, dude, there, oh. there are hardly any better movies than the dark Knight. That's <laughs> here. No, nah, this is within genre. This is, this is an issue. Is this better than Avengers? Is this better than Civil War? Is this better than Guardians Volume 1? Those I'd are all say, things that I gave a 9 on I'd overall enjoyment. I so I can't go above any of those them. personally. 
Mm. You can't do it personally. And that's, uh, I mean, and I'm with Dan. But to be, don't, and, and to be clear, I'm with Dan. These are Marvel I, I can only Nolan speak for level myself. problems. Well, <laughs> no, but exactly. But, Is but this you, a Marvel Nolan level film? Because we are, because we are, we are evaluating this thing obviously on its own. But this number, where we land with these things, does put it up against everything else. Exactly. It's yeah. not being. This is not. We, we, Wonder Woman does not exist in a vacuum. It exists upon. A, it's going on to our list of all of our reviews, and that that's going to skew it. That's and I mean, I, and there's a thing too. It's three to two, and with tens and nines, there's no other way to slice this. Wait, we wait, only wait, do wait, whole wait. numbers. You said ten, and so technically it's four to one. I'm said because no, Dan no, no. was the last hold up. It's true. No, I said I was willing to come up to a ten because I was out. And then I talked him out of it. <laughs> I was, well, no, I, just, Dan. What Dan did was just make my point. Dan I mean, yeah. just said Martha is what just happened. Martha, <laughs> exactly. Why did you say that name? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm Batman. <laughs> For the record, that one on my list got a three. four on overall enjoyment. <laughs> uh, three, Deservedly four. so. So well, I think a nine is pretty healthy. Uh, I it, okay. So are we are we seeing this overall enjoyment uh, as? Put it this way: what we're saying here by is giving this it a the ten. The average of all of okay. your scores can here, I, or is I, this something that stands on its own entirely? Is it's a little bit of both. Here's it's a little bit of both. What a ten means is that this movie could not have been better. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. I'll put then why way. did we give it a ten in any category? We, I didn't. We didn't. I've oh. never given anything a ten. I'm saving that I for Infinity War. Hopefully. Oh God. Um, <laughs> it's not going to happen. I en- I can say I enjoyed it uh-huh. as much as Avengers, as much as not as much as Guardians, um, but as much as Avengers. Yeah, I probably mm-hmm. enjoyed it as much. Like the same way that I got that kind of high off of seeing the Avengers together in a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, I can't believe I'm living in this time. This is that's the feeling I got when I left Wonder Woman. So it's I it's it's at least that high for me. But I understand this is for the group. But for me, that's well, why we it's up we there. do have to agree on a score. And as a three to two. Mm-hmm. Even the three to two, even if I stand with you, Dan, we're still outvoted, and it still it still lands in a tent. Dan, right. think about the children. So well, I just want to know that it's under protest. I <laughs> it's for the children. No, and I, I mean, and I'll, and I'll I'll stand right there with you. I'll, I will launch it under protest. I don't mm-hmm. think this movie was a ten. No, you for know, overall I, enjoyment, but I'll go. I mean, you know, it's just, this is one point, and for the sake of time, uh, people are getting bored of listening to us to go around in circles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for the sake of of. Uh, uh-oh. Not being able to be told that I threw this movie a softball, I'll go down to a nine, but, I, can live but with a nine. I would only do it to appease the group. I can live with a nine, but it's mm-hmm. a ten for me. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's Let where it be I'm known that it is a ten for me personally, but hey, I will go to a nine. For hang the group. on, hang on, hang on. Do we have our first nine point five? No, <laughs> no. I will not do. I will not do that. However. I'm now feeling weird because the two straight guys just convinced the three minority folks yeah. to change their Whoa. score. Wait a minute. On you Wonder should. Woman. We were you should feel weird. Feel guilty. That, hey, this is gaslighting. That, that, <laughs> now you're making me think that I'm crazy. If, everything, if everybody's equal, everybody's opinion is equal as well. It's fair, Ew. but it's something about that did not just something I feel dirty all the way around. I don't know. I, I just I, I want to make sure that uh, <laughs> the, remember the, the Alamo feels great. <laughs> yeah, I feel I always feel great. What are you talking about? I'm remember the Alamo is a good <laughs> Uh, See what I did there. All right. Um, ten, oh, ten, 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 ten. You're the host. <laughs> Do it. No, you know what? Here's the thing. Ugh. I don't care. The Do a 9.5. No, 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 no. Everybody gave their number. We landed on three tens and two nines. Mm-hmm. The final score is a ten. It's just that's. They are. They we did it. I mean, I think that's just. I think that's. What, I I disagree with that, but I I can't. 
Mm-hmm. I can't pretend like it's, it's not a thing. So, okay. So there it is, folks. Uh, we're going to do some tabulations and calculations and reverberations and uh, figure out where we landed on that and, and then, why we do that. And then me and Emily are going to have a women's only uh, beer after the show. And by women's only, she means us only because no one wants to talk to us. <laughs> no, Forrest was with you. But Forrest isn't come invited. <laughs> oh, wow. Now, is, there's a couple wait, different ways. <laughs> I love that we both just diverged there. Yeah, we were like, and wait a minute. Yeah, so I, don't, I don't know. There's a couple points of discrimination we could point to. But in the meantime, let's talk about Netflix for a minute. Okay. So Netflix went a little cuckoo this week. Uh, so the Netflix, of course, has been dropping hits just like constantly. Like they're like Will Smith late 90s. Like they could do no wrong. <laughs> I say that because that's the last time I was paying attention to pop music. Um, <laughs> the... So, I mean, you know, you've got obviously all of the Marvel Netflix stuff. You've got Orange is the New Black. You've got 13 Reasons Why. You've got House of Cards. It goes on and on and on. They've had a couple pretty severe missteps, I would think. Uh, their first real four-end anime, Knights of Sidonia, was mm. just terrible. A lot of their anime is. Yeah. No, no. Although Voltron. Is awesome. That, but... So, anyway, here's the thing. They recently announced that they were canceling uh, Sense8. Season two, season 2 had just dropped. They've just canceled Sense8. That's disappointing. It hurts my soul. It does. It was, although that was very, those were very specific. You got, I mean, like, I enjoyed it, but I looked at this, this was not a movie I was going to be like, it's not a series. I'm like, everybody should watch this. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I got like four people I'm going to call and tell, hey, you should check this out. I'm not putting this one on blast for everybody to watch. It was a, it was a, it was a different type of thing. But this one, and then the get down actually was also just recently announced, uh, that it was canceled. Yeah. And we got on top of that, uh, not too long ago, uh, I was very disappointed. Uh, Marco Polo was canceled after two seasons. Seasons. Mm-hmm. And was it Longmire? Bloodline. 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 There we go. That Blood- actually had some local actors in it too, which made right. me very sad. Yeah. yeah. So there was. They, they, and so that's not news. That's. I mean, Netflix is canceling a lot more shows than it used to. That's news. But what's crazy is the uh, the CEO came out and said that we need to can we need to be canceling more shows. <laughs> and his logic said that the uh, by canceling more they. If, if we're, if we're canceling more shows, that means we're taking bigger risks. And he pointed at 13 Reasons Why, which is. I don't God, understand I why that got renewed. Yeah. I don't, I honestly don't see, like, I watched it and it's, I mean, feel how you want to feel, but I feel like the story, it was concluded. However you, it, whether you liked it or not, it was at least concluded. I got, so I got about 15, 20 years worth of working with, with, with teens and young people and whatever else. And I got mm-hmm. my own beat for 13 Reasons Why for yeah. a whole different. <laughs> More uh, than 13 Reasons? We won't go there. Yeah, but we're not, <laughs> but, but the, the. The thing that I think is worth mentioning here is that this idea is really kind of a strange place. It's not what we're used to seeing for, from from any network, whether traditional broadcast NBC, ABC, HBO, over you know, the, the the premium stuff, or over on Netflix. It's it is really kind of a strange idea to me. Well, I don't think what he was. I understand what he was saying. That if we're canceling shows, it means that we have already taken risks, right? But canceling good shows just to cancel good shows because. Because the numbers like say t- you should. That That's, doesn't make any damn sense. Yeah. Make more shows, and if they're shitty, get rid of them. Right. Well, but, and, and, and this, of course, is always a challenge because Netflix doesn't release its ratings. Because I mean, one of the things that everybody said was Stranger Things was a huge risk. They had right. shopped it around. Nobody wanted it. Right. Netflix, Netflix took it, and to they had a huge hit on their hands because of it. Right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That's the risk that you need to take. Canceling show- shows isn't the risk. Well, I don't understand the point of, of canceling shows from a service where nothing has a time slot and you can watch at will. And I understand, I understand mm-hmm. the aspect of production value, and it does cost money to make these shows, but sure. people are paying, like, I don't. 
I can understand canceling something that's on network television that is taking up a time slot that is better suited for something that would get more ratings. Yeah. That makes sense to me. But if you can watch at will and and mm-hmm. you can choose when you watch what you want to watch, what's the point of cancel of taking that option away? Yeah, I mean, this is the network that gave Hemlock Grove three seasons. Like, yeah. so really, now is when we're going to start canceling? <laughs> that was a risk. <laughs> Well, and I thought it was interesting that that uh, their their chief content officer said, you know, the goal is to become HBO faster than HBO can become us. Right, right. And I I think that there's some merit to that, but are you are you making yourself closer to HBO by canceling shows just for the sake of canceling them? No. Well, we 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 presume that they're not just canceling them for the sake of canceling them. We presume that we take a big risk on a show like Sense8, which was mm-hmm. undoubtedly a huge risk. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you've got a show that is both incredibly uh, uh, feminist and empowering in that regard that still opened its first episode with a, with a fairly hardcore lesbian sex scene, including a flopping around dildo. <laughs> You've got with a trans person. With a trans person, one of the only times that I've ever seen somebody who's trans like presented in a sexual way, yeah. so right. that they're able to be humanized in, in you, his most full form. I love that show for that reason. You, yeah. you, you got a show that was a, that was ambitious to say the least, and that I think really lost its way in a couple places here. I think I think at a certain point, since eight in particular, I felt like the story was sacrificed for making a statement. Because there were several places where, I mean, you know my rule. I've said it a thousand times. You make the rule for your universe and then you follow it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sensei didn't, just never just never made rules for its I mean, universe well, at all. I mean, that's a Wachowski thing. Yeah. Because let's, you know, Matrix no. from Matrix to Matrix 2 and 3. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> um, but I'm curious. But we, I want to keep an eye on this. I like the idea of, of Netflix being a spot where, where crazy shows get a chance. Yeah. Um, that I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, well, I, the first episode of Marco Polo. You looked at that and went, wow, this is expensive. Oh, like, yeah. They're not going to keep doing this, are they? Oh, my God. The first episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. Yeah, I, did, I didn't see Black Mirror. Oh, yet. Black Mirror is amazing. Yeah. Oh, Black yeah. Mirror is so great. But it'll make you but If you're going to get into Black Mirror, I would advise skipping the first episode and I'm, then going back and watching yeah. it after you already like it. <laughs> but didn't show. Netflix only produce like the last season of that, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It was already being produced. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it was in the UK. Yeah. So so that's it. So anyway, we just want to bring that up, let you guys know about it. Keep an eye on what's going on here. You can currently, let's see, things that just recently dropped include uh, uh, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt just dropped for its third season. Yay. Uh, Which so far, it's funnier than the second one. Yeah, it doesn't touch that first More one. Titus. The first one was so, oh my God. The first one was just... See, I find Titus to be a little bit extra this season. I love Titus. But, but eliminate, he's supposed to be a little bit Eliminating and all. Eliminating was good. Uh, so, but check those, but you check those out. It's, uh, it's all right there on Netflix, and uh, we'll be keeping up with it. So, uh, with that, let's get into some shameless plugs. Dan. As always, you can find me at EpicEventsOrlando.com for all your DJ service needs, whether it's a wedding, a party, a, a bar, a club, anything. I'm your guy. He is, in fact, your guy. Emily. Emily Gerald Russell. I am a project manager for arts organizations. So if you're an arts organization that likes to do stuff with technology, you call me. I do stuff. Fantastic. Uh, Liz. As always, I'm going to go ahead and plug Orlando Roller Derby. We have a game coming up June 18th at Semeron Skateway. Doors are at 430. First whistle is at 5. You can find tickets at brownpapertickets.com or you can also buy them from your favorite derby girl for a reduced price before you buy them at the door. Is eight days going to be enough for you to recover from your performance? 
I'm not skating in this game. Oh, okay. Oh. I am not eligible because Well, you're going to be worn out anyway. I injured myself last month, so I'm not eligible to skate in this game. But I will be skating on July 1st. But we'll talk about that one later. Uh, Forrest, anything you want to shamelessly plug? Uh, nothing that comes from me. But, yo, I am reading the Secret Empire event from Marvel. And I don't, if you ain't reading that, man, I don't know what you're doing. This <laughs> <laughs> is dope. This is dope. There it you're is. in? Yeah, he's. Huh? I, would, I would say he's in. You're in on the Steve Rogers yeah, Hydra thing. Yes, yes. It all works. Like if I find that a lot of the people who have beefs with it have not read the books because if you've read the books, it's it makes sense and it's the commentary is so awesome, awesome, and mm-hmm. so timely. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Uh, I got a couple of things I'm going to shamelessly plug. First, uh, oh, actually, first, uh, let's get a results. What are the results look at? Our what total was forty four. 44. Ooh. Checking with our technical director. Is that what you guys got as well? 44? Yeah. Okay, good. Confirm. Spanking go. share. Double math. check the math. Let's double check the math. Which 44, the, which puts us where? Puts that as the highest movie that we've ever rated, including my own personal scale, uh, putting it higher than The Dark Knight or anything else. Oh, snap. Now, by how much? Um, Two Dark points. Knight is 43. Oh, I was going to say, I, I thought... one I point thought, higher. Because we had, what, 42 for Guardians, right? Yeah. I think... Th- I'm okay with it. Guardians Volume 2. I'm okay with this edging out Guardians Volume yeah. 2. I'm, a fine. I'm okay with that. All right. I had that as a 40. Uh, okay. So let's see. I got a couple. Of First, Movies with Mikey. We have, of course, talked yes. about Movies with Mikey here on several occasions. He launched a Patreon. Patreon, huh? That seems like huh. something that might come up soon. Anyway, um, <laughs> Movies with Mikey. Uh, we've talked about it before. YouTube channel does just the most phenomenal movie reviews, especially if you appreciate the technical and the craft of movie making. Just, it's just it's awesome. Do you know why he launched that? Uh, yes, he, because uh, he was actually part of Gearbox, uh, but his multiple sclerosis, he's been diagnosed, been living there for about five years, and it just got to the point where he couldn't continue working there anymore. So that was completely amicable. But uh, he launched it about a day ago and currently has 1,148 backers, coming in at $6,348 a month. Wow, so good. He is now doing that as his full-time job, Movies with Mikey. That's awesome. Um, but if you were looking for, I mean, like, look, if you want to support an artist who's making great stuff, man, just, it's, you, just, you, you should obviously be doing that. Forget He's, us. Do him. Uh, well, we don't, we don't <laughs> do have both, a... Do both. <laughs> we don't have a Patreon. Yet. Today. <laughs> uh, so that's that one. The uh, next piece we got is our... Uh, I, I want to shamelessly plug... Uh, dude, the, the current run of Ninja Turtles is blowing my goddamn mind. <laughs> I'm still... I just started season four. And look, I have watched... I've just watched Ninja Turtles. Just all of the Ninja Turtles. I've watched just tons and tons and tons of Ninja Turtles. And I'm going to differ with our senior Ninja Turtle correspondent and uh, rocket scientist, uh, Travis, who likes the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Oh, those were so good. They were. No, they absolutely were. I like this better. I came out and said it. Wow. Season Ooh. four, episode one, just like actually just like uh, uh, Supernatural, um, just it just blew me away. It just it was phenomenal. I loved every just they built up to it. They got to where they need to be. Fugitoid, Triceratons, Earth blue, blue, just the whole thing. Just, it's it blew my mind. I just I'm freaking loving it. And here's the here's the reason why. Here's I, I've been trying. It's been bugging me trying to figure out why I like this better than the others. And here's where it lands. The turtles are actually teenagers. And you feel that, mm. like when you watch the the nineties, two thousands, that dynamic. Though, yeah, those guys are in their early twenties. And from the first episode, you get the feeling like these guys are these are college kids. These yeah. are not 
like teenagers, but like the even things that I initially hated, like this Donna, this love triangle with Donatello, April, and Casey, which is just weird to me. I know they do it right, and April O'Neil is just a badass in this one, man. And every episode she gets more bad. Just it's. I feel like you're nerding out harder about this than you did about the Klingons. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm way... Yeah, if we're going to rank my fandom obsessions, Ninja Turtles outpaces Star Trek. Okay. Uh, right. Which enough. is... Who are you? List, I, oh. I love... I love He's an enigma. Uh, and also, uh, as promised, I know you guys were waiting to hear which restaurant I was about to poem. Uh, the, yeah, I'm the starving. I, Let me know. I know. The <laughs> IFA Noodle House. IPH, like little... Like, they did like the apple thing, which I'm not a big fan of. So it's lowercase i and then P-H-O, which is like Vietnamese noodles pronounced pho. And I had to confirm that with yes, the people. it's pho. Pho, as in what the pho. So they, <laughs> uh, that's actually how they sold it to me. And I'm like, oh, now I'll remember forever. That's how I learned is that a guy was wearing a shirt. And I was like, what the pho? That doesn't make any sense. And he's like, actually. Oh, that shirt. He, that, and just that moment, that shirt paid for itself. Exactly. So uh, the iPhone noodle house, uh, they got a location in Maitland and a location in Lake Mary. Um, and dude, the food was just phenomenal. I love gyoza, and the gyoza, steamed gyoza was on point. The soup was on point. Every single piece of this thing was just phenomenal. So go check that out there. Um, and that is going to um, – no, we're not – there is – okay, look, folks. There's, there's a pa- we're gonna, we, we've got a Patreon we're talking about, but it's not ready yet. We're not launching this, this bad boy just yet. It's, it's going to be up by Thursday when the thing posts. We haven't talked about it yet. We're not doing so? this on air. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Support our Patreon too. Mommy and Daddy Patreon.com slash for geek's sake. Do it. Go there. That is going to do it for us. We hope to see you guys all out at the uh, Hourglass Brewery this Saturday, June 10th at 6 p.m. for my and possibly Liz's uh, inaugural air guitar <laughs> performance. Uh, come check it out. Say hi. And if you do, make sure you come say hi to us. Shake your hands. Yes. Let us know that you're there. We'd love to see you guys. And, and come uh, take selfies for the Instagram for yeah. all seven of our followers on Instagram oh. at FGS for Geek's Sake. Hey, that's weird, Liz. Where can they find us? They can find us on Instagram at FGS for Geek's Sake. They can also find us on Facebook at for Geek's Sake. And they can find us on Twitter at for Geek's Sake. That's the number for Geek's Sake. That's two S's. They can also find us at forgeeksake.org. Yay! And they can find us at patreon.com slash forgeeksake. You stop it right now. <laughs> that is going to do it for us. We want to say a big thank you to, uh, to both Emily and Forrest for coming and hanging out with us. Next week, we have an honest-to-God Egyptologist. Is that right? She's not an Egyptologist. She's a, she she's has a, a master's degree in ancient Egyptian archaeology. But if you want to call her an Egyptologist... Okay. Master's degree in ancient Egyptian. That's close enough for me. We're going to be reviewing Tom Cruise's The Mummy and seeing how close they get to the mark because why the hell wouldn't you do that? So that's coming up here on next week. Make sure you guys tune in. Until then, uh, this is Al Sterling saying, they do not deserve you. Are, are we done? Wait, is it done yet? I feel like it's not done yet. Somebody hit stop. Okay. <laughs> 